Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, you're kind of aware of it. It's a, it's a weird thing about being English, I, I think. I think if, if Ireland were playing in the, the final of the Euros tonight against Italy everybody in England would be supporting Ireland and not think really twice about it unless they obviously had Italian connections or whatever. It's the Keith Walsh Podcast. It's essential like your breakfast. It will get you up and going, learn some things you didn't know. Yeah, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast. It's the Keith Walsh Podcast. Give you energy like buck fast. And if your head's in a pickle or you're looking for a giggle, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast, yeah. Well, if you can hear, there's a bit of background noise, but that's fine. It is the Keith Walsh Podcast. Uh, there's a big match tonight. Uh, it is Euro 2020, the final. Uh, I know it's 21, but uh, something happened last year and they couldn't uh, they couldn't go through with it. So it's happening this year. It's Euro 2020. The final is on tonight. England play Italy. And uh, yeah, we're very amped. We're very excited. Um, so I decided to have a chat on the podcast. Actually, I was talking to my sister, Kira, who lives in the UK on the phone. And uh, she was uh, she was concerned about certain things, which we'll get to. And uh, we were just chatting about the match tonight. <laughs> that's, a, that's like a, that's either a, a bomb uh, rage. <laughs> Uh, get to the get to the bomb shelter alarm going off um, in the UK or uh, or a motorbike going past. So no, so we so we were chatting about the match tonight, and we said I actually she said it'd be something we should talk about on the podcast at some stage, and I said well, let's just do it now. Um, so I'm joined by my sister Kira from the UK, and her so Kira's Irish. She's from Newbridge, up the bridge, yes. and uh, and Ben who is a UK citizen. He's an Englishman. <laughs> Um, living in the UK as well. And also in that household, they have Brody, who is my uh, nephew, godson, although he may not know that, um, but I promise to do better. Um, so He, d- he does know. <laughs> uh, Kira, Ben, um, how are we doing? How are we, how's the excitement? What are the excitement levels like? I mean, Ben, you probably, this is probably the last thing you want to do when you're getting ready for the, for the big match. I can't well, believe, it's I can't a good distraction, you know. The, the, the kickoff of the game is another seven or eight hours away, so you've got to fill the day doing something. I was contemplating doing some work, but this this is better. <laughs> Have you started drinking lager yet? No, that that would be going too soon. <laughs> it's I, still, it's not even twelve o'clock yet. Is I, it? I, I have, I, I'd imagine there's lots of people who have started already over there. Oh god, yeah. Mm. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if there'll be people that would be drunk by two, three o'clock and then fall asleep and miss it. You know, but. Um, <laughs> But I'm an old head of these things now. I know you've got to pace yourself, so I'll be starting a little later. I can imagine if Ireland were in a, a final like this, this big, we'd be we'd have been drinking from the day before. Um, <laughs> I'd be like oh, a rollover, yes, rollover. <laughs> um, so, Kira, how are you feeling about the match tonight? 
good. It's tense in my house. It's always tense in my house. The PMT is is bad. Um, but Ben is excited, so I'm hoping England win. I don't really care either way. You don't really care either way if no. you hope. Okay. Um, are you saying you don't really care either way if England win or lose? No, I do. I want England to win, but I just happy if Ben's happy, I'm happy. That's, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah, no, that's, that's my that's yeah. my view. And uh, what's the story with uh, with Brody? This 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 is he into it? Is he? Yes, he. It's the first tournament he's been interested in. It's the first one he's basically said his team is England, um, and he wants England to win. And good for him. Because uh, I've been watching it with Finn, and Finn and Brody are the same age, and uh, they're pals. And uh, Finn is—he loves the English team, and we're we're following England, you know. Um, and they would be the team that we want to see win. Um, Good. And that's what we were kind of chatting about earlier, uh, because I mean, Finn is into—he likes the younger players like Foden and Rashi and all these lads. I'm learning a lot from Finn. We're getting a bit of bonding time, and yeah. it's been really great. Um, and we, we started talking about the Irish attitude towards the English team. And I, I put up a tweet to that this morning, just kind of just to remind people, because, you know, whatever way you dress it up, whatever way you look at it, hate is hate. And yeah. uh, it's, I, I don't mind a bit of banter. And there's been good banter between like the Scottish and the English and stuff like that. that but sometimes the banter can cross a line. And um, I put up a tweet. I put that tweet up just saying, look, just remember, you know, if you're, if on one hand you're giving out about the bonfires up, up North uh, and the sectarianism, just be mindful that you can't then also like be, you know, talking about how much you hate a bunch of young footballers who are happy to play for their country. And actually a bunch of young footballers who ultimately come from all over the world, you know, Ireland, uh, it's, it's a, a very multicultural team that's been put together here representing England, which is a very multicultural country. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just thought, how do you... Well, well I, find, I find it very difficult. I find it very difficult that the things I hear about the English and the hate that I, I hear and people tell me, and on Facebook, I've got people who are members of our family who are basically slagging off the English, which is fine by them. But the two best people I know are my husband and my son, and they're both English. So let's not be horrible to those people. I want you to be kind, please. Yeah, that's the message. The message from Akira in the UK <laughs> is please be kind to my English family. Um, yeah. Can I just, uh, I mean, Ben, uh, the thing that struck me was, and I said this on, on I, I put up, I recorded a podcast yesterday. It's not gone out yet, but I was saying about the English fans that there is a, there is a bunch of English fans who just don't do themselves any favor, uh, any favors in that, like, you know, the Danish team have become everybody's. If they're not your first team, they're definitely your second team because of what happened in the first match. And you know, everybody loves the Danes. You know, that's the way it goes. Sometimes in tournaments, stuff happens, and then everybody, you know, you get this this kind of outlier that just becomes everybody's favorite. So, so for the so for so for a small pocket of English fans, you know, you're kind of going, don't boo the Danish national anthem. Don't, don't. read the room. You know, people like even if you just think about it, it doesn't matter what you want to do, but people aren't going to like you if you boo the Danish national anthem. That was a bit of a no, but those people boo. are going to boo that anthem regardless because they boo everybody's anthem, and that's just what they do, and that's how they behave, and they're not. Um, 
really lauded or wanted by the rest of the British or English population, rather. Uh, but that's just what they do. That's what they do when they go abroad, whether the thing had happened to Ericsson or not. And we were playing the Danes, they would have booed their anthem. Everything gets said and, you know, there's people will say, please don't do this, please don't do that. Gareth Southgate could come out and say, please don't boo the Italian anthem tonight, please. Harry Kane will say, please don't boo the Italian national anthem. Most people will boo the Italian national anthem tonight. It's just going to happen. That's just what happens. Um, I don't know what we can possibly do about that. Um, the reality is we know that if when um, England go and play Scotland at Hampden Park or whatever, the Scots will boo the English national anthem. I mean, football fans booing anthems isn't something that's particularly new. Um, I'm a Liverpool fan. Liverpool fans boo the English national anthem at the FA Cup final if, if and when they get there. I mean, that's just what football fans do, booing anthem. It's just booing an anthem. And I'm not sure... If it's that big a deal on one hand, yeah, wouldn't it be great if everybody was respectful when I go to rugby matches and it's the England team um, and everyone respects the other national anthem, that's great. Um, it's just football, it's a different dynamic, it attracts a different crowd and booing an anthem, it's just kind of what they do. Yeah, <laughs> we shouldn't, and I think, um, shouldn't be too much. One of the things that surprised me was when I met Ben, um, my husband now, um, he was um, he's a massive football fan. And when I met him, he was a he had a season ticket for Liverpool and he drove to Liverpool every second Saturday and every yep. second Tuesday for Champions League. And it was not about the, the, the booze and the being mental. He drove up, he watched the game, he came home. It, it stressed me out because he was on the M6 or whatever for until 1 a.m. But he's not a lout. He's not a football lout. He's a really kind, lovely man just loves football and that is the the impression that people have of football fans in England and I think that's wrong yeah and I think the thing that we need to bear in mind here in Ireland as well is that like they're the, the English supporters hate some of the fans as much as yes. we do you know so let's like let's direct our if we want to hate on somebody or if you want to be annoyed at somebody let's direct it like let's be very directive about it like if you don't yes. like if you don't like what the politicians are doing if you don't like brexit that's one thing if, like england is a big country there's a lot yes. of people over there it's a huge yeah. huge population multicultural mm -hmm. society like it's like saying i don't like america because of the way you know a pocket of people behave in texas and the bible belt or whatever and, and the things that they're for yeah. like, massive country yeah. There's, you know, as I said, like massive multicultural society. Uh, if you don't like Boris and his crew, that's that's one thing. If you don't like uh, how some football fans behave around football, uh, that's another thing. But the thing that uh, that strikes me about this bunch of young lads, like I look at someone like Luke Shaw and I think of his uh, how he's come back from uh, his double leg break, uh, <laughs> how he survived uh, Mourinho's reign. And now is possibly one of the best players at the tournament. Uh, if I look at Marcus Rashford and I see what an exemplary young man he is and what he's, he's done more for uh, young people in England than any politician has done in the last, I don't know, 100 odd years and probably more. And uh, I just think and, I, and I, I look at Southgate and what he said recently about Brexit and said, like he, he, he talks about uh, the, the sort of the racist undertones of, of some of the people involved in encouraging a Brexit vote. And, you know, that's, that's where, you know, I'm looking at these, this, an individual team representing their country mm -hmm. and they represent a lot of the fans of England. So we, we need to be aware of all that as well. I mean, there is a bit of, 27 million people supposedly watch the game on uh, what was it, Wednesday night against mm -hmm. Denmark. And I imagine tonight will break all records for TV viewing and stuff. 
Um, you know, it will be over half the country, I would have thought, and more than that, watching the game locked into it. And, you know, they're not all racist thugs. They won't all be booing the Italian national anthem and all that. Most people are just ordinary folk that are caught up in a bit of excitement because the national team is doing well for a change. Yeah. Uh, but 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 also they're not racist thugs because they're they're they are from or their family their parents or their parents' parents are from other countries like they're they're yes. they're immigrants they've come to like you know to this to this country to make it their home and they support you know they support their own kind of people and and their own cultures that within that team as well you know yeah yeah and I think I think it's important to remember that we're we're all human beings and you know I live in England I've lived in England for how old is Anna. Uh, she's oh god, nearly she's eighteen anyway. Yeah. I've lived in England for eighteen years, um, and I have a business here, and I employ people, and I really like living here. Um, I'm anti Brexit. I'm anti anything that doesn't promote welcoming and inviting people into this country. Um, I've just bought a house here, which is really bizarre. But let's remember that we're all people who've just come in and set up a life. It's, mm. We're not horrible people. And I'm not a horrible person because I want England to win tonight. Yeah, I'm happy to say that I, I'm, I'll be rooting for England. And uh, and, and I, I, I'm aware of friends of mine who are on social media and are just like, they're yes. just interested in the banter without the hate. So, we, you know, we, we kind of can separate that as well. Um, do you think that there's... so? I was joking yesterday in the podcast when we were talking and I was saying like maybe they should have left the hooliganism in football uh, and you know if there was certain footballers that or uh, football fans that wanted to beat the crap out of each other on a Sunday you know maybe that's where they got their aggression out now it seems to be like outward you know so their 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 aggression seems to be I I, I don't know there seems to be an element of I, and I say stupidity because like you, you've got to be stupid to think that booing the anthem is is or the, it's definitely the Danish national. That's a stupid thing to do. Yeah. Like, do you think it was a stupidity problem uh, amongst? But there is, a, just there is definitely a stupidity in, yes. in the UK. Yeah, I don't think Ben agrees. Ben, no, I mean, there's an element of our society. Absolutely, this uneducated. I mean, if you're looking specifically the England to Ireland situation, I mean, obviously you've got football fans who sing songs about the IRA, for instance. Yeah, and. On the one hand, you kind of think, geez, I, I imagine the IRA are really quaking in the boots because some English football fans are singing songs about no surrender to them and all that kind of nonsense. And then you're also thinking, what on earth has this got to do with the game of football? And loads of it is just, it's born of ignorance. There is no real education in this country about the historic situation between England and Ireland. You know, I went through all tiers of education and stuff and there was no uh, classes or anything on history or English history, certainly that had anything to do with colonialism, the behaviour of the nation, relations between England and Ireland. And there's kind of, um, I don't know, a, a curiosity, I think, from, from English people and stuff as to why that they're so despised and they don't kind of get it. And, you know, the Scots, Welsh and Irish look at England in a completely different way. And I think I say a lot of English people find it all a bit confusing as to, to where all that comes from. And I say, essentially, it's a place of ignorance because we're not really taught about because it. Because you, you're not taught in in England about the history. And I was at, on Wednesday night when the football was on. I was with I sat with some teenagers and they said, but Ireland is in the UK. And I was like, 
really not. And you kind of want to get cross with them, but it's not their fault. So I, I feel like there needs to be more education towards what happened between Ireland and England. Um, and, and people are just not aware. So a lot of the stupidity comes from ignorance. Yeah, because well, I mean, it's not just teenagers, because if you remember around Brexit, there was a lot of grown up politicians saying stupid things like, well, maybe Ireland can just join the Commonwealth then again, because, uh, you know. Well, why not? Like, what's their beef? Like, that's, that'll be fine. Ridiculous. Yeah. No, it's 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 bad. And I, I do want to. And, and one of the things the company I own, I want to try and bring in some history lessons, but I don't know where to start. I don't know how you teach people about the history of the country they live in yeah it is difficult and then you're talking about you know you're talking about ireland and then you'll have to teach you know about you know colonization of of countries all over the world by you know not just the english but the belgians and the french and you know there's much worse people out there but um akira is clearly uh, kira is clearly um defensive in a way and 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 i'm not saying that as a sort of a as a bad thing but you know because it's her son and it's her husband and which and mm-hmm. she's close to ireland and she's seeing people in ireland saying certain things about the english and, and you know saying come on uh, the italians i saw some guy saying uh, italy if you win tonight i promise i'll never put pineapple on my pizza again which is you know which is good it's good wholesome banter <laughs> are, are, are you as aware of of people outside of england hating the english team or are you just focused on the match and you don't really care ben um you're kind of aware of it it's a, it's a weird thing about being English. I, I think I think if, if Ireland were playing in the, the final of the Euros tonight against Italy, everybody in England would be supporting Ireland and not think really twice about it, unless they obviously had Italian connections or whatever. And yet the, the reverse, I think, is true. I mean, you know, I'm guessing, obviously, but I would imagine most people in Ireland don't want England to win tonight. That's kind of how it feels. People who want to express an opinion, that's kind of the opinion that it's expressed. It's much rarer to hear people from not from England saying, yeah, I'd like England to win for whatever reason. But again, for English people, and this comes back to probably part and parcel of it, that English people are viewed as arrogant and stuff. It's kind of a shrug the shoulders and OK, if that's what people think, that's what people think. It's not going to, I don't think it's going to change anybody's behaviour. No one's going to try and do something different to make people like the English more. Um that's just the way it is and on we go about our day kind of thing maybe it's not maybe it's not i love uh uh, akira you'll know the movie uh the snapper by no uh sorry the van by ronnie doyle uh which is based around the italia 90 and uh how well we did to get to the quarterfinals (laughs) because i mean that's a movie that we love here in this country and you know it's nearly put on every second week one of the tv channels will stick it on everyone raves about it on social media and it's like our national anthem but in movie form um and it's based, it's based around how well we did under Jack Charlton by getting to the quarterfinals of Italia 90. And the, the, big, the thing that's levelled against the English uh, is, is that if they win tonight, we'll never hear the end of it. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, we have, we have wrung the goodness and the, out of... We have been banging on about, you know, for the yeah. last, I don't even know, is it 30 years now since Italia 90? Yeah. Banging on about it ourselves. It's just a thing that people do. Like, I mean, you know. England, the criticized, were constantly criticised for banging on about 1966. Um, the reality is we did win in 1966. So unless we win something else, that's what we're going to keep banging on about. So maybe from that perspective, it would be better for England to finally win something yeah, else. Bring it home. About that, at least yeah. it's a bit fresher in the memory and there's more people who are alive that are actually there at the time. Because, um, you know, it happened before my time, but 
One of Let's my favourite things, got... Keith, do you follow Rob Beckett on Instagram? I, 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 not, no, I don't think so, but I'm aware of the man. Oh, I do, and he's hilarious. And yeah. he, was he's that the guy who, who, who was sitting on a step eating chicken? Yes, after, yeah, 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 with the police there, and yeah, he's hilarious, and I he has a podcast about parenting and a, a pandemic, but he shared this uh, conversation between him and his wife, and his wife said, keep it on the right side of lad. And I love that. And she's like, stop it. You're shouting into the camera. You're being Larry. You're being a dick. Stop it. And he was like, OK. <laughs> and I just love that. I love the fact that that is the loutishness that you think you get. But it's also a wife going, stop it. Now, mm -hmm. we, you know, we, we've had enough. So, yeah, and it, it seems like in these situations, we've become very blinkered, we've become very focused. And, and I've noticed like Irish people that I follow on, on Twitter, like they're very focused on this reason why they hate the English, 800 years of oppression, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, they've all these excuses ready, like, oh, well, they're racist, the, the, the English fans are racist, blah, blah, blah. Like we're forgetting that, like, I mean, I mean, I'm talking to you guys, you live in England. I have cousins who live in England. I have lots of friends and, uh, and who live in England that are very nice. And your brother from another mother. And My brother from another mother. Very nice. Yeah, well, we also have a fo football team that's travelled all over Europe, qualified for this tournament or the World Cup or whatever. Um, and our black players have been booed by yeah. other countries. Um, and that kind of, you know, I don't know, maybe in Ireland there's a big thing about Romania or whatever that they don't like them because they're racist because they blew black English players. I don't, I don't feel that same kind of thing occurs we uh we the, the, the one thing that i that, that that was remarked on was the how bad the italian support because we've decided now that we're supporting italian and the reason we don't like the english is because of the racism whatever but if, as any obviously these people don't know how italian supporters behave um, well, yeah, quite. towards towards their own players and towards the, their, their own to other uh, black players in clubs as well very racist and you know we could go back in history and look at their fascist past and all that kind of stuff as well um, so it, nothing really adds up. It's just the people. But no, because it doesn't quite in. suit the narrative. So there's other things at play as well. And I, you know, I say I'm not, I'm not, I'm not privy to exactly that mindset as to what it is. I'm kind of the other side of the fence. But I mean, I said my heritage is all Irish. You know, when we talk about the 800 years of oppression from, you know, going in that direction, that was my ancestors that were oppressed, not the other way around, kind of mm -hmm. thing. Um, but. I find it hard to be connected to something that happened 800 years ago or responsible for it or be feel bad about it or blamed for it. I mean, I feel bad about that it happened, but it's not connected to my life today. So much um, has changed anyway in the meantime. Uh, and it's like we, it's, it, it, it's so interesting because like we, we love English culture. We love the music. We love the yeah. Beatles. We love Oasis. <laughs> we love... The Spice Girls, yeah. we love uh, Love Island. Like we were bet into Love Island at the moment. We love, I mean, you know, if I think of programs I love, love like TFI Fridays, things down through the years. My wife is an avid Carnation Street. Um, the Big Breakfast. I was watching yeah. the, the I was watching the lads on the Sunday brunch this morning. Yes. On, on uh, me personally, on in the lead up to the match against Denmark, I had five live on the car all day because I just loved being part. I wanted to be part of the excitement of it, and, and they were yeah. so they were so into it. Like we we're so connected. Well, if you look, I mean, how many Irish people have English football Premier League teams that they support? How much they love English football? Man United, Liverpool. Those players, week in, week out. But then they stick a different jersey on and it's, you know, enemy number one. 
it, it just it, it just doesn't it doesn't make sense it's actually it's it's i find it difficult because i feel like jesus christ like i actually genuinely feel like england doing well in a tournament is good for, is good for ireland because i think if we could just allow ourselves to be sort of like happy for our neighbors buoyed by the excitement enjoy it for what it is a football match then sort of like the a, a rising tide sort of lifts all boats and you know it's okay yeah. to it's okay to be pissed off about something that happened in history but also very happy about something that's happening at present as well they're not they're, they're not you know they're not yeah they're not they're not and i look at my son who's english like absolutely 100% english and supports all of the English teams, and he is one of the nicest people I've ever met. Not being biased, mm. but he's lovely. <laughs> he is. I can. I can. I can. I can you concur. You can concur. Yeah. You're his godfather, yeah. and, and and that's okay. It's okay to say he's not a horrible human being. Mm. My husband is not a horrible human being. I do sometimes get a little bit riled when I hear about people talking about the arrogance that's, that does appear in this country, but I'm okay with that. Because I know some really lovely English people. Mm. All so of be, my best friends are English. We're pretty good at being arrogant here in this country as well. So uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about that. Um, and the other thing then that we might touch on is the the other reason why people are giving themselves the the, the past they're giving themselves to not want the English to win is because they've cheated their way into the world into the Euro final by because um, Sterling got a it may or may not have been a penalty, um, and. I, the point I'm making to people, anybody that, that listens to me, nobody wants to listen to me. That's why I'm talking to you guys. No one cares. I'm on my own here. I'm an no outlier. No one wants to listen to me, Keith. That's <laughs> why I'm talking to you. That's why we're doing this. <laughs> uh, this is just an echo chamber. Yeah. Um, so is that you don't get to a final of a competition like this, the World Cup or the Euros, uh, by being a cheating team. Like you might get the look of the draw. The ref might give you a call one way or the other, but it can and has done so many times worked against the English. It can work against you just as much as it can work for you. The Italians are, are brilliant at, at, you know, getting freeze and like just basically shutting down the game once they go ahead. You know, the last 20 minutes is free after free. Go down, take your time, go off the pitch if you have to, you know, slow the game down, you know, break it up. That's what the Italians do. Like everybody does is gamesmanship. Like you, you, you can't... It, it, it just really annoyed me. People saying they've cheated their way into the final. Like, for God's sake, didn't cheat. How, many match, how many matches did they win to get to this point? You know, first things, first, things, first things first. I mean, it wasn't cheating. I don't know whether I, I saw it replayed, whatever. I thought it was what would be described as a soft penalty. I think it's one of those ones if it goes against you, you're a bit annoyed. If you don't get it um, the other way around, you're going to get annoyed. The reality is, the referee saw it, he gave it. The VAR people had a look at it and thought there was enough in it to stay with the referee's decision. Kane then still missed the penalty. The keeper saved it. If he just grabbed it, it wasn't a very good penalty. Rather than fumbled it straight back out to him, well, then he would have saved it. Um, and then we scored. Denmark still had 15, 20 minutes then to try and get an equaliser. Never looked like getting an equaliser. I don't think anyone can watch that game um, unbiasedly and say that England weren't the better team. They absolutely were. We've had a huge amount of luck. I think the draw has been pretty kind to us. We've, we're fortunate against Germany. I mean, it's not the best German team in the world. It's not the worst, I don't think. But we had two chances in that game. We scored them both. They had two chances. One of them they hit and it got stuck under Pickford. And the other one, the guy went clean through and stuck it wide when, you know, all the world thought he was going to put it in the net. So that's football, isn't it? You know, you have moments, you have chances, you've got to take them, and England have. And um, I think they're there in the final on merit. 
it's been a bit odd for me because the start of the tournament, what you're excited by this group of English players is the young talent that we've got, certainly in an attacking sense. And I thought that probably we'd struggle defensively and everyone was annoyed at the outset that we played pretty boring football. Won our matches 1-0, couldn't beat Scotland. Um, the question or the wisdom of Southgate putting two defensive midfielders in front of the back four has been questioned. Why isn't Foden on the pitch? Why isn't Sancho on the pitch? Why isn't Grealish on the pitch? All of those things. And the manager's gone, well, this is what I'm doing and these are the decisions I'm making. And he lives or dies by them because we all know what it's like over here with the press. If the England team falter in any way, even tonight, probably he's going to get some grief. Um, we, you know, that's what we do. We will keep, you know, anyone that loses for England and stuff, well, then, the, you know, the brickbats come flying in. Southgate's done it his way um, and he deserves credit for getting us this far, hopefully. Tonight, it's one stage further and, you know, that full redemption from that moment of him missing the penalty back in Euro 96 will be complete and it'll be a great thing to see. The point, ultimately, the point that I would make is that I don't think that we don't, we as a nation want the English to lose. I think that the people who are saying that they want the English to lose are shouting the loudest and the rest of us are keeping quiet. And yeah. I remember watching Euro 96 uh, and following a, and being and being as I was at the time, you know, I'm a United supporter. I lo love watching English football. I loved, you know, players like Sheringham and Gaza. And, you know, these, I, I loved, I loved that team, you know? Um, yeah. And I was very disappointed for that team at the time, but I, I remember standing in pubs and I remember I was working at the time in Legan and I had to work to go and take my lunch break in a pub to watch. I think it might've been the Scottish game when Gaza scored that, uh, that wonderful goal. Yeah. Um, and everything, the dentist chair, everything about that. That was like, you know, I mean, that <laughs> was just a great time. Yeah, and, it was proper it, 90s lad culture, Oasis Blur, all that kind of thing around surrounding that period. Um, and, you know, I just think that it's brilliant. And, and I feel like, Jesus, let's, you know, enjoy it for what it is. Like, you know, just and and it's going back to what Kira was saying, it's the hate. Like it, there's degrees of hate, but, you know, just be careful that. Yeah, you know, just be careful what you're saying. Be careful if if you're saying that you hate people because of because they hate other people. You know, how does that fix things? You know, if you hate the English because some some of their fans hate uh, black people, then how how is it fixing things that that you hate them in return? You know, it's, we've just got to be careful. Well, well, I think I think um, I have lived here for 19, 18 years, um, and I have never defended England before because I've always been a bit like, oh, I don't want to be unpopular. Mm. Um, today, I called you, Keith, and we had a conversation. And I said, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with people hating on my husband, my son, my family. So I want to stand up for England now. I want mm. to say there are some really good people here. It's not hate for the sake of hating. There'll be loads of people in England that won't give a shit about the match tonight, by the way. Can we just say that yes. as well? Like, you know, oh, of course. You know, there's my my rugby loving uh, cousin who probably won't even watch it, uh, and I'll have to Doesn't remind him that shit. it's on. Yeah. Uh, but so so you know, there's there, there is that as well. It's not like it's not like everybody's you know on the as we said on the lager uh, and throwing plastic chairs around the t their town centre. Um, no. In the hours leading up to the game. No, it's just the football, and for most people, and for me, it's just the football, and it's fine. But Ben loves the football and wants England to win and I want England to win because my husband will be really happy. So. <laughs>
I mean, I remember being over in Ireland in 2006 yeah. when we were at that wedding in Tullamore. And Which made Mahan's wedding. And the uh, England were playing Portugal. Oh, it was it Emer's wedding? Emer or Sinead? Emer. One of the cousins. One of them, yeah. yeah. So anyway, the um, England were playing Portugal on, on that afternoon when it was on. And I was just down at the bar watching that. And there was myself and Sarah were the only other English person in the, in the bar. And we started off, there was just four of us kind of watching, two Irish, two English. And then by the time the penalty shootout happened, the place was mob packed in behind because we were right up by the front of the telly, in front of the telly. Um, and I kind of kind of forgot myself, really. And England missed, I think, two or three of the penalties. Then Lampard scored. And I realised, I shouted yes, and I was the only person in the entire pub there who said a word at that moment. But what was weird was... You know, they weren't exactly, it wasn't like people were cheering when Portugal scored their penalties or when they, I think it was Ronaldo, scored the winning penalty. There was like a collective, when the ball went in the net and England were out, it was a collective, yep, and everyone just turned around away from the TV and just walked off with the pints and that was it. The focus was that mm. moment, England are out, I'm done with it. It wasn't, it was, hey, it wasn't a wild celebration. I imagine if I was in Scotland at that point in time, it might have been a bit different, but yeah. I say no one's supporting England, but it wasn't actually a happy, happy. anti-English either. Yeah. It was an odd thing. Yeah. Do you, th- do you think uh, Southgate will be using any of the? He'd be in the dressing room, you know. <laughs> he'd be do- he'd be doing a Millwall on it, you know. Everybody hates us. We don't care. Or, or sorry, um, was it Millwall? Yeah, Millwall. Yeah, Millwall used to sing that. He did. There was some article. I only saw a link to it on Twitter the other day or yesterday, and he was mentioning stuff about the war, which I thought was kind of a bit out of kilter. He's been so on point with so many things and in interviews that he's given and stuff that he said, but there was some line there. Um, and I don't want to misquote him or anything, but it was he was saying, you know, you can't hide the fact that some of that energy in the stadium when we beat the German was fueled by going back to stuff about the war. And that is a thing that England or Britain, maybe England certainly could do with getting over. You know, um, the World War ended in 1945 kind of thing. Everyone kind of seems like they've moved on from that, except us. There's so much of that rhetoric still knocking about. Um, you're not still banging on about the world war people are, are still banging on about the war two world wars and one yes. world you know it's annoying I because I, uh, I, I, I always remember uh, when I lived there like you'd get the tabloids around the, if there was big matches going on it'd be like the battle of Britain and I'd be like mm-hmm. looking at what is the battle of Britain never heard of the battle of Britain that doesn't mean anything to me but um, or, or, you know it'd be like uh, if France were playing England it'd be the headline would be something to do with a famous yeah uh, D Day or whatever you know, yeah. But uh, but yeah, that's I suppose you can't you can't. Uh, yes, <laughs> people are just going to bang on about stuff. That's just they, well, they are <laughs> banging on about a war. Some twenty-year-old lad banging on about the war when it happened. You know, forty odd years before he or fifty years before he was born, just seems odd mm. to me. And it's really frustrating when people um, bring these things up to me and say, "Well, we did this and we did that," and I'm like, "That's not how it happened." And you've not been educated, but mm. I don't have the time to educate you on what did happen. So you get people being really offensive to you in your face, mm. but you can't educate them. Yeah, you don't have time. You can't. I don't have time, but everybody. you're wrong. And they're like, and they're so like, I've had so many offensive comments in my face. <laughs> That's just like fucking English, for God's sake. Um, <laughs> Honestly, all right, all right. Live there. The predictions then. How are, we, how are we feeling? Kira, you go first now. Tell us. England will win. Who's going to score? What's going to happen? Harry Kane. We'll score. I don't know goal. anybody else. 1-0. One, one <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't know any of the players. Okay. I think That's it'll okay. be two one to England with Again. extra time. Um, it's one of those things. If you ask me an hour ago, I'd give you one answer. You ask me now, I'll give you an answer. And you ask me in two hours of time, I'll probably say a different score again. It kind of flits and changes through the day. I can't but help feel that at some point or another, England, because it's a tournament football, we're going to have to play a penalty shootout and we haven't done to date. And so that's my feeling. Draw in full time, draw an extra time and penalty shootout. And because it's Southgate, why not England to win? Yeah, I think I think they've definitely practiced penalties, that's for sure. And they've got some good penalty takers in there, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's one of those things that we know apparently never used to bother practicing <clears throat> taking penalties and the pressure of the moment can't be replicated and all that kind of stuff. But then when you keep getting beaten by the Germans or Germans keep winning ones and they're the ones that practice the most kind of a penny drop somewhere, and I think that's changed for England now some time ago and they practice penalties like crazy. I, I think it's and important. We've got our last last two penalty shootouts to be fair. I think England should win. I think they deserve to win. It doesn't matter about the history and how much you hate England. I think they deserve this. The thing we should remember is England are always there or thereabouts. You know, they mightn't have won anything yes. since 66. They're always there. They're always in the mix with the tournaments. I mean, you know, they've, they've missed out maybe once, I think, in the last few years in, in, in major we tournaments. We didn't qualify for Euro 2008, I think, under McLaren. And the last World Cup we missed, I think, was 94. Um and yeah, you know, the last World Cup was, we had the luck of the draw and stuff and got to the semi-finals and the first big game that came along, we kind of crumbled a bit against Croatia. I'm not really sure if we're much, even how far we've moved along from that. You know, playing at Wembley, I think is a big advantage for us tonight. Italy have looked great from day one in this tournament, or match one in this tournament. So not expecting an easy game by any stretch anyway. I feel like the Italians, you'll find the Italians, I, I don't know why, I'm not an expert in football, but for some reason I feel like the Italian game might be easier. I think England will, will win in normal time and you'll find the Italians easier to play against. And I don't know where that's coming from and it could be just complete. It doesn't matter. And I think we should celebrate an England win. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> You're one of them now, that's it. Yeah. Look, lads, it was lovely to talk to you. I'm going to put this podcast out today. Um, and, uh, you know, best of luck. Best of luck, Ben. Thank you. Best of luck, Brawley. Kira, you're, you you're, you're one of them. No, I, I don't I, care. <laughs> yeah. I genuinely do. I, like, I genuinely... Um, I, my, I'm only upset because Finn has gone off uh, with his friend for the night, so he's not around to watch it with me. So I'll be, I'll, You and Sue. It'll, it'll be me and me <laughs> you uh, and watching the game and uh, and... So, so, but, but, but I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to you and match. Charlie. Yeah, Charlie will, Charlie, Charlie will enjoy the game. Well, let's hope at the end of the match, football's the real winner. Yeah. England. And be kind, <laughs> everybody, please be kind. The, the, actually, the one thing I want to talk about a little bit was, was, um, and we can just finish up on this is the song, It's Coming Home. Right. And, so, so that was written for '96, was it? Yes. Three lines. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Skinner Badil. I'm a big fan of Skinner Badil. I love their their TV shows. I still listen to Frank Skinner on the radio, um, and obviously Ian Brody wrote it as well. But a great song, great football song, really good because it's it's not like uh, it's not anth- it's not it's become an anthem, but it wasn't yeah. like Ingerland, Ingerland, you know. Mm. Um, and it was nice that way. And I like the way Ian Brody approached the song and how the lads wrote the lyrics. And it's more of a like, a, oh, my God, here we go again. And, you know, this we can't how, how much more of this can we take? It's a lament, really, for Absolutely. football and it's, tournaments. 
it's a song about hope that you know and the expectation that ultimately is going to end in failure i mean that's essentially what the, the song is which is very english um, really but we sing it now you know anytime things are going well and all of a sudden again it seemed as arrogant because you think oh you know you're the home of football and all that kind of stuff it's just a football song at the end of the day I thought it was funny that they were there on the last leg, was it on Friday night, saying that they'd requested or someone had requested that they sing it on the pitch before the match. And UEFA had turned it down, saying that it would be unfair on the Italians. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I mean, I wouldn't, I wasn't expecting them to be singing it instead of like the national anthems or anything like that. I would have thought it would have been an hour before kickoff or whatever. I I really wouldn't have thought that Italian team would have minded that much. Or it would make any real impact to the game. It's just a bit of crowd entertainment more than anything. But obviously the big wigs at UEFA have decided that, that, that no, that would give us too much of an advantage if we were allowed to sing a football song. They should have allowed uh, Sucro on as well uh, to sing. Well, yeah. Or they could get Joe Dolce in singing Shut Up Your Face. Shut up your face. <laughs> <laughs> like the hackers singing at each other. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Listen, thanks for the chat, lads. Best of luck. You've only a few hours to kill now between now and kick-off. Yes, that's how I'm off for a nap, and then uh, we'll watch <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I always ten need a nap. After, two, but, ten well, two, of course, and then yeah, football yeah. at five. God, God, you're so English. Oh, my God. Are you having cucumber sandwiches and strawberries and cream? Pims, Pims on the green. Oh, and then uh, <laughs> uh, Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right. Signing thanks. off. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.